Good morning, good morning, good morning. You know what time it is. It's 8.35 on a Thursday morning. It can mean only one thing. It's House <laughs> of Poverty. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm here with my co-host and dearest of friends, Grifter. Good morning, Grifter. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for me. I'm very good. We've got a busy, busy show this week. It's titled, you can, you're going to do this explanation of this, it's titled Like It or Love It. I'm not sure that's right, but we'll go on to that in a second. Like it or love it. I always thought it was like it or love it, but like it or love it. Um, very positive, upbeat show today. Got some interesting things for us to be discussing. The challenging question of the week. Challenging question of the week is a new feature on our show that we're going to keep going with. The challenging question of the week. Um, making mistakes. Maybe that links back through to the naming of this to uh, this show. <laughs> the title of this show that Grifter might go on to. The difficult questions we have to have with people within our business. Health and mindset and the market. Interest rates that are talking about going up today and what impact that's going to have for us. And we promised last week that we'd look at some prop tech and a book review. And as long as we've got time, because I want to do those two things really well, um, we'll come on to that. Otherwise, we'll push that through to next week. Um, Grifter, how's your week been, kid? It's been good. It's quite hard out there, you know. It's a bit like, how would I describe it? It's a bit like the Wild West, really, yeah. out there at the moment, that we're kind of galloping along, aren't we? So it's like taking some shots at some clients kind of thing, trying to tie some sales up, and then getting off the horse at the end of the day and having a large beer or gin and saying, crikey, Malali, where did that day go? Where did that week go? Yeah. Lots of price reductions happening. I think that um, if the interest rate rises... If the interest rate rise comes in today, which is planned, I think we might just have a little bit of an intake of breath and maybe have the summer that we normally have, because this is traditionally a quieter time of, of the year. Just starting to see yeah. a few companies mm, tweaking workforces, mm, getting rid of some people. It's interesting times. It's still busy. There's still plenty coming through. Very, very busy this week on rentals. Very busy on rentals. Um, so, so that's exciting. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, I saw a lovely meme um, by the lighter side of real estate this week. Real estate is my passion. It also makes me swear, cry, yell, and eat way more carbs than I ever probably should, um, which I thought was very good. Um, no, it's um, interesting what you say about recruitment. I saw a LinkedIn post by Tamsin Wheatcroft um, this week, and she was talking about, with some of her clients how applicants are now staying put more. People aren't moving around quite so much. Um, I have also known a number of firms that have had people leave to go to other businesses and they've not replaced them. They've reorganized their um, reorganized their um, staffing structure and uh, maybe just a com just taken in, just reorganize things without having the extra expenditure, especially because this time of the year, isn't it? You leave somebody leaves you now. Let's say it takes you a month to get them um, interviewed, ready to job offer. That takes you to the um, um, beginning of September. You get them um, with a month's notice. That's the beginning of October. You get them bedded in. That's the middle of November. Then you, you're facing winter. Do you then say, well, actually, do we wait until the new year and see what's happening then? So it's a challenging time 
in all different arrows coming at us from all different directions at the moment, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that there's it's still hard, isn't it, out there? And there's been a few posts on social media uh, from business owners, from employees, um, from prop tech people, from the conveyancers, basically saying it's really tough and I'm trying my best and it's not getting any better and there's not enough hours in the day and I've not got this life-work balance. Um, mm. I just want to give, we both want to give, don't we, a shout out to every everyone out there making progress that no one recognizes because you never we never let anyone see our darkest moments we're winning silent battles aren't we at the moment and we're transforming ourselves so be proud be kind shout it out be proud of every step that you're making in the right direction keep on smashing it because you have got this so that is our little yeah, mantra you. this week to say you've got Love it that. all right it's you never time. know what someone's going through. Never know what someone's going through. Um, so, uh, confession time, Grifter. You titled yes, the show. So. You're head of IT. <laughs> Tell us about this new concept of liking it or loving it, rather than liking yes. it or loving it. So, um, this is all about it's okay to make mistakes, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> if you make a mistake, I always like the fact, put your hand <coughs> above the parapet, put it out of the water and go, I've made a mistake. And this week, I made a mistake with the title of the show, which should be uh, Like It or Loathe It. But, so I'm really sorry about that. But it's a good talking point, isn't it? And I think that it's it's always important to address your mistakes because we are only human. And that goes back to the keep going in the right direction because you've got this. So on the like it or love it. So in previous um, podcasts, we've kind of um, thrown some difficult things at each other and said, do you like this? Um, do you know, or like, would you rather questions? And I think that that was mm -hmm. the kind of direction that we were trying to, to go down. So are you ready if I quiz you for some like it or loathe it, like it or love it, and would you rather? Yes, go for it. Go for it, Grifter. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. Would you rather have an incredibly annoying high-pitched voice or a really deep manly voice? <laughs> what a ridiculous question to ask me. Um, <laughs> I, I'd rather have a deep, low-pitched voice. Very masculine. Okay. okay. Would you rather have to be naked at work for an hour or dropped <laughs> off two miles from your house while you're naked and you have to try and get home? Both of those things have happened to me. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> naked at work for an hour. Okay, all right. Um, would, would you rather clog the toilet on a first date or the first <laughs> day at a new job? <laughs> These are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> um, first day at a new job, obviously. Okay, all right. Would you rather have arms as long as Mr. Tickle or legs as short as E.T.? Well, if you ask um, somebody I was with yesterday, Elaine Penrose from Lemon and Lime, when I, she brought me a lovely cup of tea and I whacked the full thing over, um, it went all up a wall and all over the floor. She probably thinks I have arms as long as Mr. Tickle. So I think we'd go arms as long as Mr. Tickle. Okay. Would you rather have your name tattooed on your forehead or have no front teeth? Oh, no front teeth. And the last and one is, would you, ra would you rather fight a kangaroo or a badger? <laughs> well, as my nickname is the badger, 
I'd have to fight the kangaroo. <laughs> On a serious note, though, on a serious, I mean, they are ridiculous. I mean, they are the worst you've ever done. That's almost as bad as <laughs> Lego Breath at Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I love these. These are brilliant for team building, right? These are brilliant to ending yeah. one of your morning meetings. You have a really serious, heart-hitting morning meeting, and you want to end on a light note. This is a really good way of doing it. And actually, you get to know your colleagues and your, and your um, team better. Um, by asking things like this, so where I mean, you can you share those ones? Can you pop those? I'll on? share those. They're, they're good. I, will. I like. Them. I tried. I tried to find as silly ones as possible because we've all had tough times, and we just need to make sure that we don't take <laughs> ourselves too seriously. So back to the kind of like it or loathe it. You could use this, couldn't you? Um, you know, joking apart, you can have the two columns, and I've done this in training, and you can have the things that you absolutely love doing in your job um, down one side, and that's things that make you feel great, that make you, you know, look forward to doing, or you simply just enjoy doing it. So put those down on the, on, on the left-hand column, but be specific, yeah? And then on the right-hand column, which is the loathe it, is the things you really you don't want to do, you feel terrible about, you dread, you just hate doing it. Be specific again. And you can use this in team building. It's really, really simple exercise, but it just brings you to the forefront of things that you love doing and things you need to do more of what you love and cut out the things that you hate. And it will help give you a really clear perspective on what to look for every day. Um, or you can use this exercise to clarify your home life as well, but it's just, or your next job or in your career, but it's just quite an interesting thing. And you can get the, cut, cut all the, the issues out of the way if you've got a new team member and, and ask them silly questions like, do they want to have legs as short as ET or arms as long as Mr. Tickle? Because it just, it takes the, the edge of things. It makes it silly. And when it's silly, we laugh and we break down um, the barriers, don't we? I love that. That's really good. Really, really good idea. Great, great training. Part of the induction. I like it. So um, housing market, um, we've talked about this on a weekly basis, changing. Um, one of the things that can impact on the housing market is interest rates. Um yeah. Monetary Policy Committee old meeting today to review yeah. interest rates. Highly likely that it's going to go up again. Um, mm. How are you feeling? That in, so, uh, so the, a lot the big swathes of the country started to cool off at the start of the summer. Um, yeah. Devon and other hotspots where the, where demand has continued to be high are probably mm. just starting to feel the start of that now. Do yeah. you feel that interest rates have been part of? that as interest rates have started to rise uh to, to a degree but it's unsustainable isn't it the rate at which things were rising so yeah. uh, or property not things well it is things as well but i mean the interest rates are there to try and control inflation and starve off recession so we've got to look at the bigger picture haven't we about this um and that's really really important um there's going to be some economic shock waves that are coming um it's it's a tough time at the minute, you know. Um, interest rates are not going to help the property market, but we've just got to ride it out. We've seen far higher rates before, you know. It's that's it is what it is. Yeah, we've seen far far higher interest rates. You got to think when we were back to the last booming market um, in two thousand and seven, which is probably the last time the market was comparison to where we are now. Interest rates were up there at five percent. Yeah. So totally. um, it's um, and actually. 
the um, interest rates will cool people's expectations down and cool housing market house prices but transaction levels will continue and maybe what we actually need is a slight slowing to allow people to not have the fear of coming to the market so interest rate rises may actually help us if talked about in the right way but it's the fear isn't it mm. the fear of things that people I mean it means they manana them and that's where yeah. interest rates could be a problem but this is an economic cycle yeah and it's where we are in, in the economic cycle. And it's how we choose to approach it and run with it. And we basically need the positive attitude. Yeah, we've done this before. We will get through it. Transactions still happen in a recession. Transactions still occur. Um, deals still happen, you know, when interest rates go up. It's the can-do positive attitude and the approach that you take to this. But this, again, isn't it, is about having difficult conversations with people about about, do you know what? Things have been going up at such a rate. Rents have been flying out. You know, rents have been shooting up. Properties have been flying out the door. But that might slow up. It's going to take a little bit more of marketing. It's going to take a little bit longer. It's back to where things were three to five years ago, or it's coming back to where things were three to five years ago. Let's not forget that. So positive can-do attitude, but also about having the, the challenging conversations with a with a seller. So you've got an example of that, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. A friend of mine, um, very successful couple, super, super successful couple in their um, in their careers. Um, lovely family, great guys, really generous and brilliant on a night out. Um, but don't stay at their house because um, one pile of paper <laughs> grew. It's a little bit like something out of Stranger Things and toys appear out of nowhere and piles of things um, appear out of nowhere. And some, I don't think I've seen all four corners of any of their rooms. You know, it, it's a, they're, 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 um, they like the scattered approach to life. Let's put it that way. In case they're listening, it's a messy house. It's a bloody messy house. And um, they've had three valuations this week. Um, it's as uh, plain as the nose of my face that house needs tidying before it goes to the market for it to get the best price. Not mm. one of the estate agents have talked to them about the fact that house needs tidying up. Um, I went in, they had a various, so therefore you get a very in valuation. So three very experienced agents all know the market very well something like a 15% difference in advice on guide price. It's an estate house. It's fairly easy yeah. to value. Um, but they're all getting, rather than having the conversation about getting the thing tidied up to get the best price, they're throwing their figures around all over the place. Um, having that difficult conversation is the right advice for that client. And actually, if you, they know that. They were relieved to hear me say that to them so that they mm. had given the kick up the bum they needed to get things sorted. I said to them, um, what are you looking to achieve? We want to get the best price we can. Well, if you want to get the best price you can, we need to get this place tidied up. And their answer was, well, people can see through that. No, they can't see through that, my darling, I'm afraid. Um, so we need to get this thing sorted, ready before you go on the market. And it's delay it by another 10 days, get a couple of weekends under your belt and get this thing cleared. Um, mm. Sacrifice a garage, fill the garage up, but let's get the house cleared. Um, and it just disappointed me that three estate agents went in there and didn't tell them that. Um, because mm. and I think it's that fear, isn't it? It's that fear of losing the instruction by the fear of um, actually uh, offending somebody by giving them the right advice. Um, but yeah. people want, and some people will throw the toys out the pram and say, I was very offended. They said, my house was a mess. It's a mess. Um, but actually, <laughs> um, actually, it's, um, 
it's the right advice and the difficult conversation to get the best price for that client. So it's, um, I think you, in our industry in particular, you've got to sometimes have that difficult conversation. Maybe it's the tenant that's moved out. Uh, so the tenants that lost out on three properties. Maybe it's the sale that's fallen through, which has meant that the, your vendor might lose the house of their dreams. Um, the mm. difficult conversation is really, really important. Really, really important. Uh, I think that's really good. And that's actually a team training thing that you can do or evaluate. You can have a conversation with yourself. You can practice it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just have that. You know, explain not in a difficult way, but explain that. Do you know what? If we if we can clear the surfaces off the side for the photos, and perhaps keep the kitchen table clear when we do viewings, and you take the dog out, um, and, and all of those things, it's just simple. It's good old fashioned agency, isn't it? That's that's it at the end of the day. And I've got another example of that. So Mark Hinkins, who is um, sales manager at Rex Labs, has posted up on LinkedIn this week about one of his best friends who's currently buying and selling. Um, and in, in that story, he's highlighted three separate opportunities that three different estate agents have missed. And that's either to bring a property to the market earlier or achieve a better fee. Now, those are all the things, yeah, that we as agents are complaining about. So race to the bottom in fees and not enough listings, okay? Yeah. So just sit and have a listen to what I'm going to say. So agent one sold Mark's uh, friend's next door neighbor's house back in April. If that agent had knocked either side, now I'm not, I'm not saying that door knocking is the right thing. It could be dropped a little leaflet in after the viewing, offering a free valuation. They probably would have taken them up and they probably would have instructed them. Mm -hmm. Agent two, yeah, was the agent that Mark's friend bought through five years ago. And if they had stayed in touch, their keep in touch policy had been there. Just an annual touch point, yeah, a check-in about market information, a follow-up call, he probably would have listed with them, yeah? An agent three who actually won the instruction and they've got his property under offer now, they charged him 1%. If they had said 1.5% or 2%, they'd probably have got it from him. That would only be another three grand, yeah? But that's three grand they've lost, yeah? Because they didn't value themselves enough, okay? So which of these sounds like you and where are you missing opportunities? Because it's really important that I would say I pull my big girl pants up, but it's probably better to say pull your socks up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those opportunities because they are there day in, day out, staring us in the face and we're just simply not doing them. Yep. yep. Um, for me, it would be number one. It would be number one. You think of all the properties that you go and value and do viewings at, and actually how much of how the immediate neighbors how much have they uh, that, how many opportunities are there being sparked by the interest of the neighbor yeah. selling a property um that's a really good 2020 concept. campaigns 2020 yeah. campaigns we've all forgotten how to do it it's how really it. easy just get out and do it get out and do it so that leads me beautifully on to challenging question of the week okay oh Okay. So are you ready for this? Because you don't know what this is, what this is coming. I've got a clue. <laughs> so, okay, I've written it down because so, it was a good thing that I thought of and I thought, I mustn't forget It'll it. Be kind, because I'm doing it next week. So be kind. Oh, don't be worry. Kind. I will be kind. I will be kind. So we're all told to adapt, okay, and change. But really, how different are we compared to five years ago? There you go. Oh. Disgust. <laughs> Wow, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, as an industry? Yeah, as an industry 
estate agent's business or a letting agent's business, a property business, yeah? Okay, so I think um, we've had um, the opportunity to adapt and change um, and some areas for a period of time forced to adapt and change um, during 2020 and 2021 during those COVID times. Mm. Um, but actually, when you get to the other end of it and you look back, have we really changed that much? Did we change for a while and then change back? Because um, let's go back to pre-COVID. So we were going through the Brexit scenario and there was conversations around stock levels and fee levels and conveyance is not getting the pipeline through quick enough and um, overvaluing to get stock onto the market. Well, all those things are still happening, aren't they? So that hasn't changed much. Um, some people got dragged into doing uh, video tours and they've decided not to bother doing those anymore. Um, some people have continued, you know, and, and I think there is, a, it's an old 80 20 thing. I think there is 20% of agents that are um, striding ahead of the rest of the game at the moment. You know what I mean? There is a, um, I know we've always been the cottage industry and there's always been the leaders and the followers, but there is, for me, a massive gulf between Divide. some agents. Um, what, what some agents are offering compared to other agents, massive, uh, massive. and mindset and fee expectation, etc., um, is it's a fascinating time. Um, so I'm giving you a state agent answer, which is talking around it rather than going to the. <laughs> um, no, that's a politician's answer. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't think we've adapted enough as an industry. I don't think we've adapted enough actually as a country over the last five years. You know, we've not invested in one of the reasons I think we're falling behind a little bit is that we've not been we've been so preoccupied with um, Brexit, two general elections, change of uh, prime minister, um, pandemics that we've now that we're now um, and then the great resignation stroke things being all over the yeah. wrong place is we've yeah. not been investing necessarily in our businesses, in ourselves and in our country's infrastructure, where other industries and other, and other um, countries have been doing. So it's, um, but that presents an opportunity, doesn't it, Grifter? If you think about it, it that, you know, if you are a forward-minded person or forward-minded business or a forward-minded sector, um, yeah. gives great opportunity because if we've lagged behind a bit, it's easier to keep, to, to have a really good push um, up the curve a little bit. So all oh, your questions got me all excited and want to go off and do stuff now. Well, I think if you took a blank sheet of paper and it'd be worth everyone, our listeners doing this, and it'd be worth our listeners actually commenting and letting us know over the course Ooh. of the next week as you catch up on the podcast, um, what have you adapted and what have you kept um, and what are you uh -huh. planning to change? Because there's, there's lots that we can do. Um, and you talked about the video tours and people not doing it. I found some of the most successful sales have occurred by doing a sneak peek early preview, a raw video on Facebook. They have got thousands and thousands of hits and the general public, the vendors, they love it. It's a bit different. It's showing your personality. So some agents have done these things. Some have changed. Some have just continued with a set of paper details in the same way they've always done it. Zhuzh up your brochure. Put something a bit more exciting in. Don't use the lingo. We've covered this on previous shows. Yeah. Just be a little bit different. Get out there. Give flowers away in the high street to to people to make them smile you know give something when 
you go on a valuation, make yourself different because really a state agency hasn't adapted and really significantly changed and neither has the conveyancing industry. And this is why we're all kind of coming to a slow implode um, at the moment because we, we aren't changing. Estate agents don't even do what they say they're going to do. And we know that because, mm. again, we've covered this on previous shows. But anyway, that's it for me going, right, difficult question. I, I think it's really that. important. Blank sheet of paper. Let's write it out. Look at all those things. And at the same time, those things you've changed, you could use as your USPs as well. What makes you different? Love that. Love it, love it, love it. So you're an adult, I think. Sometimes you're an adult. <laughs> um, and catching my back to when you were a child and, you know, um, a day off sick watching this morning or finding a bag of sweets in the, in the cupboard were things that made you happy. But don't you think as an adult, there is some crazy things that make us feel content and just really, really happy? I'm going to give you an example of this. Um, because I was talking about this, the crazy things that we love as adults, the weird things okay. that we love as adults. Um, and um, one of those things for me, somebody said to me the other day, if you could win the lottery, what would you go and get? And I'd get, I said, I'd find a way to have somebody change my bed linen every single day because that day when you get in the crisp clean bed linen makes you feel um pretty special i think it's one of the weird things as an adult do you have anything weird as an adult that you makes you feel good Be careful so, so weird things as an adult that make me feel happy yeah. Happy. That's so, happy. Okay. So I would say, I, do you know, I'd say a writing with a beautiful pen because we type all the time, but actually just taking a pen, a beautiful pen, even a fountain pen, going back to the, you know, those days when they made you write with a fountain pen, you're like, I'm never going to use this. And actually just having a beautiful bit of stationery, a pen, writing with a pen. Yeah, I like that. that's good. I have a favourite knife when I'm cooking. Um, I have a favourite knife. And if I'm that... Using that knife, it just seems to be easier. Yeah. I'd say as well, having having a bath. No, when you're planning to go out, right, when you're planning to go out and you're like, oh, it's Friday, I don't really want to go out, blah, blah, blah. And then your friend cancels Lovely. and you go, yes, I can have a bath, I can have a face pack, I can have some candles. That's that a love it. Happy. That's a love it, not a love it. One more for me. Um, and... Everyone in my family does this, which is a bit of a problem because we all get up at the same time. Um, being the first up in the house and having a cup of coffee mm. before anybody else arrives. Love that. Love that. Love that. Weird, crazy things that make you feel happy. As an adult. One more story. One more story. I was at the F1 in Budapest at the weekend. Um, random acts of kindness. Um, most unorganised event you'll ever have in your life. There was 100,000 people there. Um, you're half an hour from the city of Budapest. The only way to get back was taxis. Um, and people waiting five hours for taxis. Uh, Max Verstappen won that race, Dutch guy. Um, and the Dutch were all singing and partying, and we joined in, as you do as Lewis fans. And um, there, I met this group of guys. They were on a, um, a works weekend away, and they um, saw that we were struggling. We said, talk about the, about the, the queue. We want to get back to the city. Um, and they'd, they'd hired a coach. Um, and they invited six of us, six boys, onto their coach, random act of kindness, to go back to the city. Two days on the trot, they did that. Not only did the, the, they do that, they brought beer and Pringles for us to enjoy on the way back. Beer and Pringles. It really was lovely, random acts of kindness. Oh, that's nice, nice. isn't it? So we're, this week, 
we challenge you, our listeners, to do something different. Do Ooh. one random act of kindness and see how that makes you feel and see if that gets paid. It'll get paid back tenfold. I think it'd be really exciting. We'll follow up on that next week as to what random acts of kindness that we've both done. Now, so you look, I think you look very just... fresh. One second before you wrap up. You look very Go fresh. Go on, then. You look very fresh. I've got bags under my eyes. Do I have bags under my eyes? I dreamt mm -hmm. last night that I was eating marshmallows. This wasn't the problem until I woke up and the pillow had gone. <laughs> was that your joke of the week? <laughs> I was giving that yesterday. <laughs> Eleven year old boy I, was very proud of that. <laughs> I would like to say I've heard better jokes. Um I but I, I can't I can't really say. I can't really say. So but I think that, that kind of wraps us up for the week. Um we have talked about the challenging question of the week, which is now going to be our regular feature on mm. the show. So if you've got a challenging question that you want to put to Martin and I, just get in touch, uh, direct messages or pop it on the comments. I can't wait to see what's going to come through. We've talked about it's tough out there. You need to have those difficult conversations, whether that is a pricing difficult conversation or whether that is a you need to declutter um, conversation. We've touched base on interest rates, so there'll be more um, of the impact if they come in today we're going to discuss some hard-hitting tactics that we can do next week look for the opportunity i think that that's really really important we are missing things and yet we are complaining that we've got no stocks stock and our fees are low so that wraps up our show coming up next week we are going to be talking about the better business act this is mary portis's um new um challenge to basically um look at businesses in Britain and transform the way that uh, British businesses do business and operate. Um, and it's going to be really exciting to kind of work that through. We're going to talk about colours. What do they mean? How do they make you feel? And we're going to have more weird stuff, which we really, really <laughs> like. So weird random show. act weird show, random act of kindness. Let us know what you what you are doing and we will catch up very, very soon. I'm desperately trying to kind of uh what am I calling it? Oh. Multitask because I'm a woman and I'm able to do that. Have what, a great, great week. We'll see you next week. Holly, go on.